This is the All Pro Wrestling 100 Podcast for December 2nd, 2020. This podcast is all pro wrestling and only pro wrestling. I'm your host, JB. Tonight we've got Impact on Axis review and recap. This is part one. We got two podcasts dropping in one day. Pretty good Impact tonight, so let's get right to it. we got the return of the Motor City Machine Guns as a tag team. They're taking on Triple XL, AC Romero, and Larry D. Now, for those of you paying attention at home, Larry D was found guilty of trying to murder Johnny Bravo last week. But as it turns out, nobody who watches Impact actually cares about that. So Larry D, he's here competing. Triple XL nearly crushed Alex Shelley to death several times in order to make Motor City Machine Guns earn this victory. Backstage, we got Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan prevented from entering the building in a pre-taped segment. We continue to set them up as a future tag team champion. I dig it. Ken Shamrock's last run, he's not done yet. He's a spry young man, that Ken Shamrock. Tommy Dreamer, he sees that Larry D has competed, and he decides to arrest Larry D because of the many things Tommy Dreamer thinks he is that he's actually not, his latest role is police officer. So while he tries to arrest Larry D, Larry D knocks him out, leaves him laying, And Larry D. and A.C. Romero point out that Tommy is indeed not a police officer. Renee Michelle and Killer Kelly with the sexy entrance take on Jordan Grace and Jazz. Yep, that Jazz from ECW. In the next match of the Knockouts Tag Team Championship Tournament, the return of the Knockouts Tag Team Belts, this match had the wrong finish. Jordan Grace and Jazz get over on Renee Michelle and Killer Kelly in about six minutes. But listen, we're going to right now divert for a moment. We're going to have Jordan Grace's 2020 year in review. Now, here's Jordan Grace in a nutshell for those of you that don't watch Impact, but continue to see this name on Twitter from various people in the pro wrestling industry. Jordan Grace got popular for being the cute but not really hot bodybuilder that was a little bit shy and a whole lot green in professional wrestling. Now, people like me started following her on Instagram and looking at her day-to-day life and So she got popular, and the company began to give her a push, and at that time, she began to make terrible career decisions. And I don't know if she got bad advice from girls in the back who wanted to sabotage her, or if she didn't get any advice because she tried to do it all on her own. But whether it's her terrible makeup, or the changing of the way you spell her name, or new outfits, or hair extensions in her title match that fell out, and then she she chopped off her hair... And then she added extensions to the chopped off hair and it made her look like she had a fake mullet. I mean it, fake mullet. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo saved the Impact Knockouts division from an embarrassing champion. 2020 was a mixed bag for Jordan Grace. I think this holiday season, Jordan should be thankful for Impact Wrestling. Because it's provided her a place to make terrible mistakes while she tries to figure out who she actually is as a pro wrestler. This week, she's the youngin' who's teaming with Jazz, who's about 50 years old. I think putting Jazz over is a mistake, but I guess they promised Jazz a couple of wins. I would have liked to have seen the younger tag team win, but Jordan Grace's latest incarnation, being in a tag team with Jazz, that's going to go absolutely nowhere. They win in advance in the tournament one more week. Next up, we have a promo by Ethan Page. Now, I know Ethan Page is supposed to be the baddest guy in Canada, part of a very successful tag team, but they're heels, right? So you're not supposed to like him, and he's successful because I don't like Ethan Page. But I would like to point out that this guy continues to show how good he is on the mic and how good he is at promoing. Now, I don't know how good he'd be doing it for the NXT promo booth that you hear about 
or on a mic at, at Raw or SmackDown in the Thunderdome. But I can tell you on his iPhone, when he's in a conference room of a hotel or wherever it is that they cut these Canadian Impact promos, he's really good. And if he continues to be this good, the WWE's probably going to sign this guy. I don't say that a whole lot about people on Impact, but this guy has great mic skills, and he's a really good pro wrestler. Not a fan of the North, not a fan of him or his tag team partner, but this guy's got a lot of talent. So back to the ring, Johnny Swinger, one of my favorite gimmicks, taking on Cody Deaner. This match is a no contest because it ends with another run-in by Eric Young and Joe Doring. Third week in a row, fourth week in a row, I'm losing count, but we continue to see mid-card matches interrupted by these two. I guess eventually they're going to run in and interrupt the wrong pair of guys, and those guys are going to set up a pay-per-view match against them. Because we've got two Impact pay-per-view special events on the Impact Plus Network coming up, and Eric Young and Joe Doring have no match booked. So eventually they had to interrupt somebody that can work as a team. I don't think it'll be Johnny Swinger and Cody Deaner. Deanna Perrazzo and Kimberly, this is my favorite segment of the night, so I'm going to call this the All-Pro Wrestling 100 main event. That's right, Deanna Perrazzo and Kimberly. Kimberly in a see-through cream-colored dress, looking hot as fuck. I mean it. Hey, it's a family-friendly program, but I can't help it. I, I promise you honesty. I'm going to call it like it is in pro wrestling. And Kimberly this week looked hot as fuck. So, Deanna calls out Sue Young to end this feud that they have. Somehow I don't think this is the end of the feud. Sue Young comes out, Father James Mitchell interrupts, and he brings with him the undead brides to attack Sue Young, even though they used to follow Sue Young. And I used to have a crush on the undead bridesmaid, and then they switched her person. So they called this new person the undead bridesmaid, and she had like a totally different body type, and a different face paint, looked nothing like her, and... All of a sudden, it made me question everything. It made me question everything. Uh, so anyway, in the midst of the undead bridesmaids attacking Sue Young, Deanna gets involved. Sue Young tries to spit the poison mist in the face of Kimberly, who's just standing there looking hot as fuck. And Deanna stops her, chokes her, then hits her with the gotch pile driver. So we're to believe Sue Young swallowed her own poison mist and then got hit with a pile driver before she was carried off by the undead brides. That's right, the Undead Brides, they drug her out of the ring and they abducted her, walked right up the ramp. Because in Canada, if you abduct somebody, you walk out the front door. This was a brazen abduction, like only in Canada. Undead Brides walk out with Sue Young. Either we'll see her in vignettes for a few weeks, being taken to the Undead Realm, which we've done before with Rosemary, that's good stuff. Or maybe she's going to get a vacation. We nominated Sue Young as one of the all-pro wrestling 100s. MVPs of the 2020 COVID pro wrestling year because she has helped carry the Impact Women's Division. So if there's anybody there that deserves a vacation, it's Sue Young. Uh, I'll tell you, this whole segment right here, this was better than women's tennis. That's right, I really enjoyed this. Uh, do we have a women's tennis drop, Chuck? No, that... No? What is that, U.S. Open tennis clapping? We do not have a women's tennis drop. You know, I never thought I'd need a women's tennis drop for my soundboard for a pro wrestling podcast, but I think I found a need. This match, I enjoyed more than women's tennis. Next up, we have the X Division title. Rohit Raju defends against Crazy Steve and his friend the Pet Monkey. He's got a monkey that he carries around his neck, and he loses to Rohit Raju with or without the suicide costume. Rohit Raju retains. Main event time. Don't really care about either of these guys, but this match had an interesting finish, so we're going to cover it. Main event, Chris Bay versus Willie Mack for a number one contender match and a shot at the Impact World title. Interesting finish. 
Willie hits his big punch and his stunner for the pin, followed by a run-in by Moose, who is one of the hardest-working guys in pro wrestling. Moose hits Willie with a spear. Moose gets in better shape each week as if he is training for MMA, and the truth is he's not. He just appreciates his spot in pro wrestling, and he's waited a long time to be champion. He appreciates that he's being allowed to carry the TNA championship, even though they make it a rib. It's not a rib. Moose deserves to be the TNA champion. And when he unifies those belts and becomes the Impact World Champion and the TNA Champion, he can claim to be the first guy to do that. I don't know if that's actually true, but who cares? Moose deserves this. Moose has been overlooked by every era. And if you go back to the last great era of Impact Wrestling, you're probably talking end of 2014, 2015, 2016. You've got Eli Drake. You've got Matt Hardy doing the broken gimmick that he created at that time. You got EC3. And amongst all of those, Moose... Moose is still here. He's stayed here, and he's watched this company change ownership through you know, 15, 20 different hands. He's watched a lot of different world championship reigns, and, and he sat on the sidelines and waited for his turn. So I think it should be him that gets to unify these belts and be viewed as a legitimate world champion. Now, Rich Swan, the current Impact champion, runs in and clears the ring of Moose. His music hits. You think the program's going to be over. And then Chris Bay takes down Rich Swan with his finisher, grabs the world title and poses. He poses in front of the hard cam, and in the background of the ramp, you can see Moose kind of lurking and smiling, holding his Moose hand up. Moose. 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 If you don't watch Impact Wrestling, there are so many things in your life that you should be doing less of in order to make room. I already told you you should be spending less time with Aunt Sally. I think that you need to skip one dental cleaning. Yes, skip one dental cleaning. Take two hours, watch Impact Wrestling. This was a pretty good main event, guys. Uh, between two guys I didn't even care about, but the writing was so good that I'm really glad I watched it. So that brings us to the end of the Impact on Axis review for this week. Later today, in a couple of hours, we're going to have AEW Dark review drop because Dark keeps getting longer and longer, and I've got to like take a day off work just to get through all the AEW. But it's special Dark Winter is Coming edition, and tonight, AEW Dynamite, as I talk about this, John Moxley, Kenny Omega, prepare for their match. So I may, in the middle of the night tonight, drop an AEW Dynamite Winter is Coming review so that you've all got it in the morning on your commute. Subscribe where you listen. Thanks for tuning in to the All Pro Wrestling 100 podcast.